Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, April 27, 2022. Stand up for your country. Sometimes that's not easy to do because we are in a down cycle in America. Everybody knows that. Everybody who is fair-minded and not an ideological zombie. I mean, this country's having a problem right now. And working people, elderly people, uh, they're getting hammered financially. And, um, you know, we don't know when it's going to end. You know, this fantasy about Joe Biden being removed or not finishing out his term, he's going to finish out his term. So, you know, people throwing that around, uh, there's no basis to it. Maybe something will happen, but not right now. Uh, In the meantime, um, what should we do? And I have a couple of answers for that in this evening's Talking Points memo. First, the facts. Okay, so let's go back to the summer of 2020. And I've told you this story before. I'll truncate it. That word of the day, truncate, that means make it shorter. But it's, it's, worth, it's worth remembering. So 2020, early August, three months before the presidential vote, Trump-Biden. I'm sitting on a beach, a beautiful beach on eastern Long Island with two friends who are liberals and have always been liberals, okay? And they're chortling about how Biden's going to be Trump and how they don't like Trump. And I'm going, yeah, but he's, he's done a pretty good job. You know, the economy's vibrant and we don't have a lot of problems around the world right now. And it looks to me like minorities are increasing their wages on average. So what's the beef? They just didn't like him. Okay, because he's flamboyant, because they believe he doesn't tell the truth and on and on and on and on. Now, I don't get involved in those kinds of discussions. It's not my job to stick up for Donald Trump. I mean, he can stick up for himself. My job is to analyze what is reality. So I looked at them and I said, just listen to me on one thing. You, your children and your grandchildren are going to get hurt financially if Joe Biden wins the election. Now, that stopped them for maybe 10 seconds. And then they went, oh, no, 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 no. And I said, you mark my words. You are going to be hurt. Your family is going to suffer financially. And that's what's happened. And I know them very well. So how did I know? Because, number one, I knew that Joe Biden didn't have enough mental capacity to understand a complex economy, whereas Donald Trump does. He's a businessman. He knows supply and demand. He knows the marketplace. And Biden doesn't. Number two, I knew that Biden would spend trillions of dollars of government money on far-left progressive things. I knew that, and that has come true. And when the government spends trillions of dollars, it has to print more money. Therefore, the dollars that are in circulation lose value, and that's what inflation is. I also knew that Biden would attack the oil industry because he said he would. We're going to wipe them out, according to Biden. 
And then the unintended consequences of that added to the inflation. So I knew all that. And these people should have known it. They should have known it. But they were blinded by their hatred for Donald Trump. Since April Fool's Day, the Dow Jones is off about 700 points. The Nasdaq is off about 2,000 points. So I'm getting a lot of mail. People are panicking. Don't. If you have a stock that has a profit, you put what they call a stop order on it. If it hits a certain price, you pick the price, it automatically sells. That's what I do. Now, I've lost some stock. However, the cash that I'm raising, I'm going to use to buy other stock at a very low price. Now, I can't give individual financial advice. I can't do it. But my strategy is the stock market correction that we're seeing now may get worse because there's no hope for Biden's economic plan. There's no hope. And I don't know when the bottom is. No one does. But I assume and may be wrong that once the fall rolls around September, the market's going to go. Democrats are going to get wiped out in November and it will start to come up. That just makes sense to me. But it might not happen. We might go into a severe recession. I don't think we will because Americans are working. There are more jobs than people to do them. Once people are in the marketplace making money, that precludes most recessions. It's the massive layoffs that hit you in that. But American business needs labor. It needs it. And they're paying pretty good salaries. That's the only thing that's going to save us. And Biden has nothing to do with that, by the way. That's a combination of Trump raising the economy up and COVID blasting everything down. And now COVID subsiding, people are coming back. The airline is the best example. Airlines are going to make money. They're hiring like crazy. You want to work for an airline? Now's the time to apply. Okay. Now, all of this could be wrong. I'm not a macroeconomist, but I know enough about it, and I know a thousand times more than Joe Biden does. So therein lies my advice. Now, final thing. If you vote emotionally, if you do anything in your life based on emotion, you're probably going to get hammered in the end. Trump should have won that election. He would have won if COVID didn't hit. But he didn't help himself. He didn't. Bombast should have been brought back in. If he wants to run again, the less bombast, the better chance he has. I told him that a hundred times. He's probably, I know he's tired of hearing about it. And that's the memo. All right, Biden's schedule. Uh, I went to the funeral of Madeleine Albright, former Secretary of State. I knew her a little bit. I thought she was an honorable woman. Um, Funeral was in D.C., of course. Everybody wore masks for COVID. um, And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people are getting COVID now. Again, it's mild, but it's out there. So uh, the president delivered remarks. Uh, Madeleine Albright was a patriot. Uh, You might not have agreed with her, but uh, she did her best, in my opinion. 
And then later on, uh, Mr. Biden had some kind of teacher's thing. I don't know. So in the last three days, Joe Biden has met with the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right. <laughs> Won the Stanley Cup last year. He did nothing yesterday that we know of. Nothing on schedule. And today he went to the funeral of Madeleine Albright. So it's three days. Okay. You can make the call. Morning consult, political intelligence quarterly tracking. That's a mouthful, isn't it? So if you want the stats, I have them on the message of the day on BillOReilly.com. I'm not going to go over the stats because I have them there already and there's just too many of them. But here's the headline. 40 states, individual states now, are disapproving of Biden's job performance. 33 of those states, of the 40, double-digit disapproval. Catastrophe. Double-digit disapproval in Arizona, in Georgia, and other what they call swing states. This is a disaster, okay? Not bad. This is something I can't see him coming back for. Ten states approve of the job President Biden's doing. Throw them on up. They are Washington State, California, Illinois, Vermont, New York, Massachusetts, Maryland, Delaware, Hawaii, Rhode Island. Oregon, not on that list. Wow. <laughs> Oregon, one of the most liberal states in the union. Anyway, all those states with the exception of um, yeah, all of the states are liberal. Everyone. Some are more than others, but they're all liberal. So they still like and think that Biden's doing a good job. Now, Joe Biden's pretty much invisible, and summer is almost here. Three weeks, summer will be upon us. Memorial Day is the start. You're not going to see old Joe this summer. He's going to go to Delaware and hunker down at his beach house in Rehoboth. Not going to see him. So it'll be September before we even know it. I, I mean, I don't want to, I want you all to have a good summer, and I'm planning to have a good one myself. But, you know, we're talking pretty quick to November. Okay. Now, the right-wing blogosphere, I don't think I've ever used that expression on the No Spin News, but it fits here. The right-wing blogosphere is a Twitter, pardon the pun, with Hunter Biden stuff. Okay. You watch uh, Fox News and uh, One America and Newsmax. It's Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden did this, Hunter Biden did that. A lot of it's BS. So I am now going to tell you what the truth is about Hunter Biden as it stands right this day. Number one, on his laptop, there is an email written by his personal assistant, who is no longer with him, a woman named Katie Dodge, D-O-D-G-E. The email says, quote, I spoke with Hunter today regarding his bills. It is my understanding that Hunt's dad will cover these bills in the short term as Hunter transitions in his career, unquote. That email was sent to a woman named Linda Shapiro, who is an accountant in Leesburg, Virginia. It was CC'd, the email was CC'd, okay, to Hunter Biden and a man named Richard Ruffner, who was a personal aide to 
Vice President Joe Biden. That's all fact. No debate on it. That's a fact. Now, it gets a little bit murkier. We don't know how much money Joe Biden paid to cover Hunter Biden's bills. What we do know is that Hunter Biden owed $412,000 in taxes. Okay? Pretty, pretty big number. And his total bills, credit cards, all the other stuff, $819,000. Wow. So Hunter Biden owed almost a million dollars. How much did Joe pay? We don't know. Okay? Now, when that email was sent, Joe Biden was out of office. He was not a part of the federal government any longer. You should note that. Then there are the meetings when Joe Biden was vice president. So we know about them now. He was VP from 2009 to 2015. Okay, that's only six years. So, um, oh, we only have logs for that. Okay. Between the years 2009, 2015, there are logs of visits to the White House by Hunter Biden Associates. Okay. So there were 19 visits, 19 visits, at least while Joe Biden was vice president by Hunter Biden Business Associates. Now, they didn't all meet with the vice president or I don't think any of them met with Barack Obama. Okay. But they were inside the White House. And this is according to the White House logs. Now, why would the vice president's son's business associates go to the White House? Why? Got to be business, right? Got to be. Not talking Washington Capital Hockey, Washington National Baseball. Got to be business, right? So that is what we know about Hunter and Joe Biden right now. As you know, there is a grand jury looking into Hunter Biden's business dealings. And with all that debt, I'm betting he's indicted. He's indicted. All hell breaks loose. Okay. Update on JetBlue. So they finally admitted what I told you, that in April, it was a catastrophe. Here is a quote from JetBlue president, Joanna Garrity. We want customers who love the JetBlue experience, that would let me out, to have confidence we will deliver it to them this summer. We let our crew members and our customers down in April, and we must perform better. The investments we're making will help reduce delays and cancellations during the busiest travel period, unquote. So you remember when I first got involved with this because my flight was more than five hours delayed, plus I had to go two hours early because it was an international flight. They denied it. Oh, it was the weather. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't our fault. Yes, it was. Told you so. Police officers in America. Not a good time to be a cop. 
FBI stats just released 59% increase in police intentionally killed in the line of duty from 2021 to 2020. 73 police officers intentionally killed 2021, 46 2020. Gunfire, the leading cause of the officer's death, 55 of the 73 slain were by a firearm. So far this year, 19 of the 101 officers shot happened in ambush-style attacks. This year, 2022, they're ambushing police. 13 major U.S. cities had homicide records broken. They are Portland, Oregon, St. Paul, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Toledo, Rochester, Philadelphia, Columbus, Baton Rouge, Louisville, Kentucky, Austin, Tucson, Oakland, Albuquerque. Most of those cities run by progressive leftists. Okay, so there's obviously a violent crime problem and police are in danger in America. So let's bring in Charles Fane Lehman. He is a contributing editor for City Journal, which is an urban policy magazine that I, I read. It's got very, very good information in City Journal. So what I take from this, uh, Mr. Lehman, is that criminals are now emboldened and are taking more chances, violent criminals, um, people who want to hurt the police and others. They take more chances now because the odds of them getting caught are lower. Would I be wrong in that assessment? Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. I think that I think the two things are true. One is, yes, it's correct that there's been an increase in that willingness of uh, criminal offenders to take chances, taking shots at the cops. And you see that in the dramatic increase in ambushes uh, that you alluded to. I can tell you that between 2020 and 2019, there was an 86% increase in ambush assaults on police officers. There's an, un, you know, we, we've returned to mid 1990s levels of ambush assaults on police officers, according to the FBI. And that says to me that uh, it's not just criminals who are going after cops because they get into a tight spot. It's criminals who are saying, here's an opportunity to go after somebody. And that's thing one. But thing two is that this increase in violence against police officers is part of a broader increase in homicides, shootings, and other acts of casual violence in our society. When America gets less safe, policing gets less safe. And of course, when policing gets less safe, America gets less safe in sort of a, a vicious cycle. Okay, but what you have now is also the police themselves understanding if they go after violent criminals, bad things can happen to them. Not only can they get shot, 
or assaulted by the violent criminal. But even if they make the arrest, they could get in trouble for some kind of, you know, dereliction of duty or violation of policy. And so police tell me, anecdotal, that a lot of times they hang back from the gang shootings and they're shooting each other and almost a, well, let them kill each other type of mentality. Have you heard of that? Yeah, absolutely. Both in my conversations with police officers, but also I think there is now fairly robust empirical evidence that looks at how high profile media incidents of police use of force and subsequent protests can lead to a withdrawal of police in their uh, exercise of discretionary arrests, discretionary stops. There's actually a, a lot of fairly robust evidence that A, shows that, and then B, links that to an increase in violence. I think most tellingly, when you just go look at what has happened to assaults and killings of police officers, felonious killings and felonious assaults, uh, they were at their lowest levels in history up throughout 2015, um, which is, of course, when the Ferguson protests and the first round of hostility to the police that becomes the defund the police movement takes off. Uh, and like clockwork, there's an increase in ambush, kill, uh, ambush assaults, sure. increase in assaults of all kinds. George Floyd was a fuse. That was the fuse um, to what we see now. Let's look forward. The problem is in your city, Washington, D.C., in my city, New York, in L.A., in Chicago, in most large cities, the district attorneys are far left. They sympathize with the criminals more than the victims, generally speaking. Philadelphia, Krasner, okay? I don't see how that reverses itself. So the situation of attacks on cops and civilians is going to get worse. Well, you know, I some of it's the district attorneys uh, who are elected. Some of it is uh, in, a, in a place like D.C., some of it's the city council, sometimes it's mayors. If you look at a place like Chicago, the problem is the D.A. and the city council and the mayor, and also to some extent the CPD. Uh, there, are, there are complicated relationships there. But I think in all, in all of those cases, those are often offices which are democratically accountable. I think that there's reason for optimism. Uh, the election of Eric Adams in New York City gives me a sense of optimism. Uh, there's there's polling that suggests that Chesa Boudin, the progressive district attorney in San Francisco, is likely facing recall in the coming election cycle. Nobody expected that to happen. Uh, everyone thought everyone thought that he would he would skate by, but it seems like there's a some pretty bad polls out there for him. So you know, I think I think. Look, the, the electorate is very aware of how bad crime has gotten. They're very aware that these are actors who are uh, not concerned enough about crime. And eventually they will sit up and take notice as they did in the 1990s. I don't know. They reelected Krasner in Philadelphia, and that's a disaster. Last question. Have you heard President Biden discuss this issue at all? Because I know you, you, you research this all the time. Have you heard Biden say anything about this? You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think that the president has been admirably to the right of his party on this issue. He's been willing to say, yes, there's a crime problem. Yes, we should spend money to resolve it. He came out in the State of the Union and said, we want to fund the police, not defund the police. I think that's great. I do wish he would spend less time focusing on gun crime and saying the issue is gun violence. The reality is that most people who carry guns, known guns, aren't committing the crimes. It's a, it's, it's a crime problem, a violence problem, not a gun problem. But that said, you know, I think he is, he is one of the more serious actors in the Democratic Party about this issue, to his credit. Okay. I haven't seen any legislation put forth by his crew that would help local authorities at all. 
none. But we'll track it. Mr. Lehman, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Um, tomorrow, our lead story will be the immigration hearings with Alejandro Mayorkas. He is the Homeland Security Secretary. He's going to get grilled by the House Judiciary Committee. That's Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Daryl Issa, Louis Gohmert. So that should be a rough day for Mayorkas. Now, again, how do you defend an open border? Now, he'll come in and go, oh, it's not open. We're doing this. We're doing it. He'll come in with a whole bunch of stats that he'll read out. But it's going to be an interesting grilling tomorrow. And that will be our lead story. Down to Florida. The governor DeSantis is up for re-election. He will win in Florida. Um, he has raised up to this point. Remember, the vote is in November. $105 million. Are you kidding me? Last time he ran, he raised 60 million, the whole cycle. He's got 105 now. So he'll at least get another 50, and he'll be able to just blow out Charlie Crist and the other people running against him on the Democratic side. I expect him to be elected by a landslide, DeSantis. But the reason he's able to raise so much money isn't from Floridians, it's from people who hate Disney. That's where this money's coming from. All right. So I got a list. Illinois money, Georgia money, all over going to DeSantis. Now, remember this. DeSantis is going to have that war chest, about $150 million, maybe more. He's not going to spend it all. So if he wants to run for president, which he does in 2024, he'll be able to use that money. He'll be able to use it. So DeSantis... Powerful guy. Disney helped him. I can't tell you how much Disney helped him. My God. Harvard, my alma mater. I don't, you know, I don't brag about that much. I've mentioned a few times, I guess you know, but I like Harvard. I have to be honest. I go up there to Cambridge. I have friends up there. Um, I had a great experience at the Kennedy School of Government up there. It was left, but not crazy. Now Harvard's crazy left. All right. So it has allotted $100 million to study and atone for the university's ties to slavery. It's not direct payments. They say, no, 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 we're not going to pay people directly. So how can they do that? Well, Harvard has $53 billion in the bank. People give money to the university. I get I give money to a Harvard club, okay, Uh, the Catholic club at Harvard. And the reason I give money to it is because I feel sorry for the Catholic club because they're under siege there. I mean, it's not, you know. So I give the, the priest there some money because he's a pastor of the church where my parents were married in Cambridge, Massachusetts, St. Paul's. So, but I don't give Harvard any money because they got enough money, $53 billion. Now, Harvard is the first university in the USA. It was established in 1636. And from that date to 1783, 70 blacks and Native Americans apparently worked for Harvard faculty in a slave situation. So Massachusetts didn't outlaw slavery until uh, the mid-18th century. 
And so there are people teaching at Harvard who had slaves. And that's what this is all about. So the Harvard people say that they are um, going to find ways to fight racial inequality and promote something. Oh, here it is. Through dialogue, programming, information sharing, relationship building, and educational support, they're going to help blacks and Native Americans. Okay. I'd like to know how you're going to do it. But if you know anything about Harvard, they have like meetings every hour on the hour. So there'll be a lot of discussion. This day in history, April 27, 1861, President Lincoln suspends the writ of habeas corpus. Now, as you know, if you read Killing Lincoln, I believe Abraham Lincoln is the best president ever. But here, this one is really interesting. Okay. So the Civil War breaks out. Lincoln is very concerned that Maryland, okay, the north of D.C., remember Virginia to the south, Confederate. Lincoln was concerned that Maryland was going to go Confederate as well. And, And then he would be surrounded. So he says no more habeas corpus. What is habeas corpus? That is the constitutional right that a person under arrest be brought before a judge or into a court provided a lawyer, and shown the evidence against him or her. That's what habeas corpus is. It's called due process. Lincoln says, nope, it's out. And he orders General Winfield Scott, one tough guy, to enforce the order. That means that Scott and the Union Army could arrest anybody they wanted, throw them in jail for as long as they wanted, okay? Because Lincoln wanted to squelch all dissent in Maryland. So if you were in Baltimore and you said, I want to be part of the South, bang, you're arrested, you're thrown in jail. Well, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Roger Taney, okay, there's Roger, looks like he's a little sleepy in that picture, but he says to Lincoln, you can't do that. You can't suspend habeas corpus. And Lincoln says, watch me. And Lincoln ignores him. Wasn't a Supreme Court ruling. They never got there. It was Tanny saying to Lincoln, hey, can't do it. Lincoln said, I'm doing it. And you know why I can do it? Because I got the army. So we're doing it. And they did it. The entire war. It was only after the Civil War ended and Lincoln was assassinated that the writ of habeas corpus came back. So that was 161 years ago today, April 27th, 1861, the suspension of habeas corpus. Not interesting? I thought so. Habeas corpus, you know, there is no due process in the media. They can convict you on an allegation, and they do every single day. Can you imagine if that were in the court system? So you're accused of something, bang, you're gone. That's what Putin does. That's what uh, she does in China and the idiot in North Korea. They don't like you, you're gone. During the Civil War, that's what's happening in the USA. Okay, we got a good mail segment. And then a final thought about you and your health. I hope you're listening to me here. I'm, I'm really doing this for you. All right, so that's coming up. We'll be right back.
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Let's go to the mail. Juan, I'm withholding his last name because I don't want people bothering him. Port Jefferson, uh, New York. Hey, Bill, China has more than a billion people. America has 330 million. We can take in another 170 million, and it's the right thing to do. Plus, migrants work harder than most Americans. All right, Juan. Facts. No emotion. Number one. This country now owes $30 trillion. Number two, 50% of all adult Americans receive some kinds of mean-tested welfare from the government, either Fed or state. That means they're sent money, half of our population. Number three, housing prices in the USA, the highest ever, never before. Have they been more expensive? And number four, the sense of entitlement among the American people is growing, which is the only reason Biden was elected. So you want to add 170 million foreign nationals to this country, all right, bringing us up to 500 million population. Well, most of those people you're going to have to support for a period of time. They'll have to. That would collapse the financial situation in America. And you, Juan, out in a nice section of Long Island, you and your family would be directly affected adversely. No emotion, just the facts. 
Doug on the message board. Bill, we independent conservatives do hope there's a November election blowout, as you stated. But let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Too many times I've been disappointed. Number one, I don't think chickens are allowed to vote, Doug, although they are considering it in California, I believe. Chickens? Anyway, um, my job is to analyze the news on a daily basis. Today, as it stands, blowout. Things could change. Forrest, message board. I don't expect the anticipated blowout. Republicans are feckless, and the Democrats have the elections rigged. After seeing how it worked in 2020, I'm sure they'll do it again. No. Because the down ticket in 2020 went to the Republicans, generally speaking. They increased their representation in the House. Okay? So if it was rigged across the board, that never would have happened. The presidential race, that's something we have to look at. Bruce Rhodes, New York City. I very much identify with your message today. I consider myself an independent, and I just want elected officials to do a good job and solve problems. By leaning one way or another, people tend to default their viewpoints to a party. That is true. Okay? Some people, Democrats, are always good, no matter what, and vice versa. John Carney, North Wales, Pennsylvania. I live near Philadelphia, and as you know, crime is running rampant throughout the city. I will not go there. My family has chosen not to go to Philly for dinner or theater because of the crime. You know how many people are doing that in New York City and L.A. and Chicago? Al Deason, Navarre, Florida. I think I'm saying the name of that right. I must disagree with you about Michelle Obama, Bill. I think she is much too wise to run for presidency. It would be completely overshadowed by Barack Obama. You may be right, Al. I mean, I'm just telling you who could win. I didn't say she was going to run. She could win. She's very popular. David, Bill, regarding today's final thought, I wish someone had pounded into my very young head to respect money. I learned the hard way. That's my job. I want you to have a good life. If you waste money, the odds of having a good life are less. Jan Terry, Stockton, California. I'm now the proud owner of eight mugs, and I love them. Just to let your viewers know, they make great soup mugs as well. So, Jan has eight of these babies. We're sold out of the white ones, but this is the navy blue. We have black as well. Mother and Father's Day, very moderately priced. The last forever made in America. So we appreciate it, Jan. Enjoy that soup bug. Chuck, concierge member. This is another great gift from mom or dad. All right. Concierge member to BillOReilly.com. Free book. Free book if you do it. Okay. Chuck says, maybe I missed it, but will Killing the Killers be also available next week in audio? Yes, it will. Audio, I think large print, everything. Tuesday, May 3rd, Killing the Killers. You know, I talk about it with Hannity today. On the radio, we have it posted on BillOReilly.com because tomorrow is the anniversary of Abu Ghraib. We're going to do something on that, tie it into Killing the Killers, harrowing story. You're going to like this book, important book. Even Hannity read it. I don't know how many of my other books he read, but he read this one. And so I hope you do too. 
Okay, word of the day, do not be indolent. I-N-D-O-L-E-N-T. Indolent, great word. I call the the urchins indolent all the time. I am not indolent. Okay, final thought about your health in a moment. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine Engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com slash Carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Here is the final thought of the day. As you know, I am against sugar. Sugar is bad. Tobacco's worse, but not that much worse. So go to your grocery store, your deli, pick up a drink, a soda, an iced tea, energy drink. Look at how many grams of sugar are in that drink. That's why so many Americans are obese. The block of this down, that's drinking raw sugar. Desserts, ice cream, cookies, candy, cake, and it all tastes great. I was a big dessert guy. I still am, but I'm smart now. First of all, why is sugar bad? As you get older, it erodes your immune system. It weakens it. So you're not able to fight off disease as much as when you were younger and you're more active and you're going to the gym every day. Okay? Number two, diabetes. You don't want to get it. Millions of Americans, they're not predisposed to diabetes. They're just eating too much sugar. So... How do we deal with this? It's not hard to deal with it. If you're a little zoftig, all right, rotund, you want to lose a few pounds, you can go to the diet, people, and do all that. But I'll tell you how you lose a weight without spending a penny. 
When you crave sugar, there are sugar substitutes without all of this garbage chemical stuff in it. I found Kind, K-I-N-D dot com and Nice, N-I-C-E dot com. They have products that taste just as good as sugar, but very low sugar content. You got to check out your own taste. And then when you're craving a snack, because I do all the time, nuts. Now, I eat cashews, but pistachios, almonds, peanuts, a lot of oil in it, but you can eat them too. You slug a few of those nuts down with some water, and then you're not hungry anymore. All right? The water and the nuts knocks the hunger out for a while. And then after you eat a healthy meal, you get a dessert that doesn't have a high sugar content. This is how, and I'm telling you, you do that and you do four walks a week, just walk around. It'll just like this, boom. And you'll feel, you'll have more energy, you'll feel better, your immune system will strengthen. I'm looking out for you, trust me. Sugar is not your friend. A Couple of times a week, I get Carvel. I just opened a Carvel in my town, okay? That was my first job, and it's great ice cream, but only maybe once a week, twice if it's a special occasion. Pizza, once a week. Discipline, 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 discipline. But in order to live a a good life, you got to have food that tastes good. Kind.com, nice.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.